This week, we launched our latest report, looking at some of the challenges that U.S. companies face in China's government procurement market and some of the strategies they use to overcome them. To get a quick rundown of the main points, this week we're chatting with the author, Allison Schoenberg, BAS manager with USCBC. From Washington, D.C., I'm Ian Hutchinson, and this is the China Business Minute. Allison Schoenberg is a business advisory services manager in our D.C. office. So, Allison, can you tell us just a little bit about how China's government procurement market has changed over the past 10 years or so? What kind of reforms they've they've undertaken? Sure. So over the last decade, China's introduced several reforms to its government and public procurement market. From conversations I've had with U.S. companies that participate in government procurement, I'm given to understand that tenders have become a lot more accessible and more transparent. There's generally greater central government oversight of procurement. There's more of an effort to publish tenders with advance notice, which is definitely a good development. So foreign companies are made more aware of opportunities as they come up. So in general, transparency has gone up. Another thing I note is China has made an effort to update several of its main pieces of procurement legislation and regulations over the last couple of years. And the drafts do align China a bit closer with global standards for procurement, mostly the WTO's government procurement agreement. Just taking a step back for a second, China's procurement environment is basically governed by two major laws, the tendering and bidding law and the government procurement law. The first tendering and bidding law is overseen by the National Development and Reform Commission and basically applies to SOE procurement activities and procurement and construction and public works. And the second, the government procurement law is under a totally different ministry's jurisdiction, the Ministry of Finance, and it applies specifically to government entities, procurement of goods, projects and services. And these laws came out in the early 2000s, so they've been long overdue for an update. And China released revised draft versions of both in 2019 and 2020. Uh, But aside from updating China's procurement legislation, um, it's also added new procurement-related commitments to other laws, like the foreign investment law, and tried to make its bids to join the government procurement agreement more comprehensive in general. The foreign investment law, which took effect last year, says that China will uphold fair competition for foreign invested enterprises in government procurement, and that products manufactured in China by these companies will receive equal treatment. And the laws implementing regulations go a step further, basically saying that government procurement agents can't discriminate against or offer different treatment to FIEs or restrict suppliers because of their ownership structure, their branding, and investor nationality, all of these unreasonable criteria. Then on China's bids to join the government procurement agreement, the, the GPA, China's submitted bids for several years now. Its most recent bid was in 2019, and it was definitely an improvement from previous years, but it's still pretty likely to fall short of expectations from current GPA members. It, From my understanding, it's not a public document, but my understanding is it expanded coverage of entities from different levels of government and increased the number of SOEs and services subject to GPA compliance adding around 16 SOEs over 30 local colleges and universities to China's coverage. But other GPA members still think that China should offer more coverage of SOEs and remove some transitional measures that would let China delay full implementation of commitment after joining the GPA. So all that being said, China's definitely made a concerted effort to address issues with government procurement and public procurement more broadly. 
like lack of transparency, corruption, lack of government oversight, limited access to tenders. But China still has a long way to go. And so then how have those changes affected U.S. companies who are trying to take part in that market? So these changes have generally been well received, but some of them I mentioned are still in draft form, like revisions to the tendering and bidding law and the government procurement law. And a few new implementing regulations and commitments around equal treatment of foreign invested enterprises are still not being fully carried out on the ground by local government procurement agents. So it's definitely still a problem. And it's too early to tell really whether these new draft laws will have a substantial impact on U.S. companies. Right. So then what are the main challenges that U.S. companies are, are still facing in the government procurement market in China? Companies are still facing a lot of challenges in this space. Um, and actually, it seems like the challenges are growing based on conversations I've had with U.S. CBC members. Uh, change, um, as I mentioned, a lot of these changes are still in draft form, so they haven't actually been carried out on the ground. Um, but apart from that, some of the biggest challenges I've heard from companies across the board involve issues with domestic substitution, so efforts to replace foreign products and components with domestic alternatives. Uh, the fact that some key definitions still haven't been released, even though China is committed to do so for about 10 years now, like specifically what is a domestic product or what is a made in China product. And the last thing I'll say is a, a growing emphasis on broad, non-transparent security criteria when evaluating products in the procurement process. And I could talk a little bit more about each of these briefly. On the domestic substitution issue, this actually extends beyond just government procurement. And we're starting to see this trend in SOE procurement as well. So what's happening is Chinese government entities and SOEs are beginning to replace foreign products and components with those of majority Chinese-owned companies headquartered in China. They're mostly responding to growing U.S. export controls, which threaten to cut off their supply of certain U.S. products, rising U.S.-China tensions, and calls in China for technology self-sufficiency, which all demand more support for domestic products and domestic substitution. And this is becoming standard practice in sensitive sectors like ICT, healthcare, and advanced technology and equipment in general, but it's also becoming more common in several other sectors that China considers sensitive or related to national security, which is a growing number these days. And some procuring entities explicitly state that they won't accept imported products and tendering documents, but others express their preferences a little more informally, making it clear that they're only interested in local brands during the bidding process. And sometimes the way this manifests is uh, they require industry certifications that are only available to majority-owned Chinese companies headquartered in China, or sometimes they back out of procurement deals at the last minute because of pressure to select a domestic supplier. And as I mentioned a second ago, this isn't just a problem with government procurement agents. It's becoming a lot more prevalent among SOEs, too. We heard from several companies in the ICT sector that SOE customers have been given guidance to gradually increase the share of their procurement budget, budget that goes toward domestic products and components. And there's also public reporting that MIT, the Ministry of Industry and Information Technology, and the Ministry of Finance have sent similar local content requirements that public hospitals, SOEs, and government agencies across China have to follow before purchasing, I think it's over 300 pieces of medical and testing equipment. Uh, and because this trend doesn't just apply to government agencies, as I just mentioned, but extends to SOEs, it's a bit of a 
different issue than some others in government procurement. China isn't technically under any obligation to offer equal treatment to foreign invested entities goods in government procurement beyond what they've committed to in domestic laws because they aren't a part of the WTO's government procurement agreement. But for SOE procurement, China has made commitments at the WTO. When China first joined, it promised not to interfere with SOE procurement decisions, saying it wouldn't weigh in on the country of origin of any goods purchased and that these decisions would be made purely along commercial lines. So China may be violating these commitments. Um, now, briefly onto the, the other two challenges I mentioned, um, China hasn't quite figured out what it considers to be a domestic or made in China product. And this is something a lot of companies have expressed frustration about. Under the government procurement law, domestic products are eligible for preferential treatment in government procurement, but China hasn't specified what kinds of products qualify as made in China and government entities across China really vary in how they interpret the term. Um, some think domestic products can include goods manufactured by foreign-owned companies in China. So to them, it matters more that most of the components are sourced from China and most of the manufacturing is conducted in China. But for others, they think the term only includes goods affiliated with Chinese brands that are majority Chinese-owned and headquartered in China. So sometimes companies find themselves included within the definition, but more often than not, they're excluded. Then finally, onto the last challenge on security criteria and how government entities and SOEs are using them to evaluate products and procurement. Our member companies told me that this is becoming a big problem in the ICT sector and for certain specialized equipment. It seems like security factors weigh pretty heavily in procurement decisions. Some saying it, you know, it accounts for up to 40 or 50 percenters total score during the procurement evaluation process. And this has really disadvantaged foreign companies. Government entities and SOEs in power generation, telecommunications, and some other sectors that are considered sensitive increasingly prioritize security, but don't have transparent standards or metrics to assess suppliers. And it's really difficult for foreign invested enterprises to receive a competitive score because Chinese customers consider them to be inherently risky. So basically go against China's emphasis on secure and controllable technology. And how do they, how do they cope with those challenges? They're doing a lot of different things. Some are working with local partners. They're either forming joint ventures with majority Chinese ownership, which are more likely to be successful in government procurement and sales to SOEs, I'd add. Some absorb local distributors that can negotiate on their behalf, or in some cases step in at literally the last moment to sign procurement contracts. So Chinese customers have some political cover and can officially do business with a Chinese brand as opposed to a foreign invested enterprise. But th there are some reservations about these strategies, though, I'd note because of concerns about technology transfer, IP infringement, when companies enter into these sorts of relationships. Some other strategies companies are considering, um, a lot are trying to maximize their local manufacturing presence, forming strategic partnerships with local universities and research institutes, paying local taxes, expanding local R&D and hiring, and basically trying to address some procuring agents' concerns about the long-term reliability of U.S. suppliers. Another thing that can help is companies can receive industry certifications that label their products as locally manufactured, which can certainly help them in the process, like cryptography and other security certifications if they're in the ICT sector, or across other sectors, written endorsements from municipal and provincial governments I've also heard is pretty common. 
And some companies are finding other workarounds, just trying to avoid the public bidding process entirely. Uh, this applies more to SOE than government procurement, but companies are considering informal or JV partnerships with SOE customers specifically to bypass the public bidding process in that SOEs can source from a subsidiary without going through this. And some SOEs also have special budgets for scientific and innovation projects that they have greater autonomy over and where they have more freedom to source from foreign invested companies. So these are other things companies are considering. Then in terms of addressing persistent issues in government procurement, some channels that U.S. companies are using, a lot of them have said that provincial leaders are their best resources. In some cases, when companies have raised issues about exclusion or unfair treatment as foreign brands, these officials have addressed the issues with local customers pretty proactively and forced departments to take back unfair guidance. They're often not aware of the issues is what I'm given to understand. And most government procurement guidance comes from specific departments rather than provincial leaders themselves. So then what, what does the future look like for China's government procurement market? Do, do we have any, any strong signs about where things are headed? It's not super clear what the future will look like. A lot will depend on whether China joins the government procurement with meaningful concessions, how China decides to go about pursuing technology self-sufficiency, and whether U.S.-China relations improve. It seems pretty unlikely that China will join the GPA anytime soon. Its current bid isn't likely to succeed in my mind because GPA members want China to provide more meaningful access to SOE procurement and reference, remove references to special treatment and other things that would delay full implementation of its commitments after accession. And it's also worth noting that making China's government procurement market more open may actually not be in best interest in the long term, especially given its drive toward technology self-sufficiency. In its draft revised government procurement law, China says that supporting innovation is a key goal of government procurement. So Essentially, China wants to support Chinese brands, especially those in technology and advanced manufacturing, and government procurement is a key vehicle to do so. So, so long as self-reliance and supply chain security are high priorities for China, it may be difficult to improve the procurement environment. Um, the Chinese government seems like it wants to reduce government entities and SOE's reliance on foreign technology and make sure that domestic substitutes are available in case these customers are cut off from foreign suppliers. And the last thing I'd say is the environment also really depends on U.S.-China relations, as I mentioned before. If they deteriorate, sourcing from U.S. suppliers could become more politically sensitive for government entities and SOEs, even more sensitive than it is now. And workarounds like bidding through a local partner might not be sufficient over the long term to address some of these concerns. All right, there you have it. You can read the full report that Allison authored on our website, uschina.org, and there's also a link to it in the show notes. Again, Allison Schoenberg is a business advisory services manager in our DC office. The China Business Minute is a production of the U.S. China Business Council, and you can always learn more about the work that we do on our website, uschina.org. If you like the show, please do leave it a rating and leave it a review as it will help other people find it, or you can just send it directly to your colleagues. As always, thanks very much for listening, and we'll be back next week. 